0: You're listening to human behavioral expert, Emmanuel Anthony, an inspirational speaker who has consulted with hundreds of clients worldwide, one-on-one and one-on-many, teaching, writing, and sharing advanced research that allows any human being on planet Earth to gain greater levels of fulfillment, empowerment, vitality, and purpose in all seven areas of life. Founder of Quantum Equilibrium, a company dedicated to expanding human and conscious evolution globally, Emmanuel has been blessed to work with teachers, doctors, therapists, entrepreneurs, businessmen, students, children, lawyers, parents, and much, much more. He has shared his message of love and gratitude live on television, radio, and online publications to large audiences. For more information on Emmanuel's range of products, workshops, live events, and services, simply go to www.emmanuelanthony.com.au.
1: Welcome everybody to podcast number five. And today we're talking about wellness on the outside and how it starts on the inside. For those of you that aren't aware, I've been consulting with clients for the past six years. And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, welcome to podcast number five. Feel free to go back through any of our other podcasts that we have and view some of the resources that we have. I select one topic per podcast. I aim to do these per week but really it's relevant based on my client schedule or my travel schedule. If I've got a lot of clients on during the week, I may only get a chance to do this once a fortnight, but I still aim to do this once a week and we did pretty well towards the end of 2018. So if you haven't started with a strong 2019, I hope this podcast gives you some valuable insights into things that you can do to increase your levels of wellness and well-being. Now, as I do in all podcasts, let's start off with what the meaning of wellness is. And also we'll go into what I mean by inside and outside when I'm defining those terms. So your wellness is your well-being, and this is made up of your psychological and physiological. In other words, the way that you think and the way that you feel also. These are highly important within your life. If you've ever felt in any particular stage, like your mind is clouded, you've got brain fog, you're not able to think clearly, you've got emotions or mental diseases and disorders, anxiety, depression. You have high levels of fear or phobias, rational thinking. These are all clouded thinking. That's part of the inside, the inside of your mind. Then we also have the physical body. And this is where you experience your emotions and your symptoms. So this is whether you felt highly depressed, whether you felt highly overwhelmed, anxious, bipolar, any kind of symptom that you're experiencing in your body, including low energy as well. So wellness is when that's at a maximized potential and you're never going to get to a stage where you're all healthy and you never have disease because disease represents the body not being at ease and anytime you have an imbalanced perception or you label something extremely more positive than negative which we're doing it almost every second during the day then the chances are that you're going to have disease your body is going to give you a symptom and a feedback but we can most certainly get to points I've seen my clients do this and I've done this throughout my own life and this is following the teachings of one of my mentors, Dr. John D. Martini. we can get to a highly evolved place where we're continuing to evolve to a degree where we're mastering our internal thoughts to a very high level and the symptoms that we're experiencing start to dissipate and dissolve. We don't get rid of them, but they're not as severe as they used to be. So wellness I'll define as a high level of evolution and control of the mind which is creating a high level of balance within the physiological body, specifically the autonomic nervous system, a high level of regulation of your chemicals and hormones. So you could call that your emotions. So your emotions aren't running you, you're running them. And you still experience emotions throughout your day, but you're addressing them at a very high level and you're addressing them faster. So if you think of a highly evolved person, they're usually managing their emotions, they're mastering all seven areas of life, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social, vocation, and family. They've got a high level of control in those and they are in control. If you think of somebody at the lower levels of their evolution, then usually they have a high level of symptoms and disease and disorder throughout their life, as well as their physiology. And that's something that's continually occurring and they feel like they're, that's running them instead of them running them. I have a great saying by my mentors that I learned years ago, you can be a master of your history or your master, you can be a, let me rephrase that, kind of got the two words mixed up (laughs) there. You can be a victim of your history or a master of your destiny. The choice is yours. And part of this is going to be talking to you about how you can transition towards a master of your destiny. I know that's something that I'm working on on an everyday, every single moment basis, to continually transition in that area and let go of the stories of the past that hold me back that I'm repeating over and over again that prevent me from being able to transition forward into the person that I desire to be, have the greatest state of wellness and being internally and externally. So when we say internally, I mean the two major points I really wanna emphasize is psychology and physiology, it's your mind. If you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you want wellness and well being. You're not looking to have your mind scattered with thoughts that you can't control that are occupying large periods of time and space, like a virus on a hard drive that you can't get rid of, thinking of the same thing again and again, feeling like you're going mad. I'm guessing that you want wellness and well being. You want a high level of control. You want to address the things that occur on the outside, the things that you're seeing and perceiving as fast as possible so you can transition forward and use whatever's happening in your life as fuel for your fire instead of having the things outside of you affect you. And we're also talking about your physiological body in terms of the inside, but the outside, when we're talking about wellness on the outside, that's not just talking about your organs because that was your inside and the wellness and making sure there's a balance in that and you have a great state of health and well-being. But this is talking about the external you. So if you think of someone that's highly stressed is they're using up a lot of energy. They probably have got, a lot of anxiety, their heart's overbeating, their symptoms will express themselves in their aging process. Remember when I was in high school, there was certain students that would be so stressed, they actually got white hairs by the end of year 12. And I remember thinking how much I did at the time, I just remember thinking how they do it, but just recently I was looking at going, how much pressure would they have put and how much adrenaline would they have released through the heart on a second to second, moment to moment basis, that actually push their bodies towards aging, 40 or 50, if sometimes some people don't even get white hairs till their 60s, 60 years prior to that point actually being necessary in their life. So that's always been interesting. So you can usually tell when a person is living a life that's highly fulfilled and managing all areas of their life because they end up with quite a youthful appearance, but somebody that's highly stressed, not managing their emotions, will have their body create aging as a physiological symptom to show you that they're, Overstressing the internal organs, and that's actually having a wear and tear on the outside, which is the aging process. Now, I've been blessed to only have amazing mentors like Dr. John D. Martini, but also to work with clients when I've been able to see this over and over again. I remember I taught, it was, I mean, I don't teach NLP anymore, but I remember when I first started teaching NLP and timeline therapy, and they were great at the time. I just have things that are much more powerful now, and I've always dictated what it is that I learned based on the results of my clients. But I remember when I was teaching a timeline therapy workshop, and as I was teaching that workshop, there was one particular student that was holding on to a lot of tension and a whole lot of past baggage. And as she went through the workshop and actually let go of all of the emotions around the particular father figure, anger, fear, sadness, hurt, all grief and depression, she did this in about half an hour. Her face just started to loosen up a little bit before that it was really tight and you could see it it was like she was just her face was tight even if she was just hanging out normally and you saw this start to just relax and as she let go of all of these emotions all of a sudden tension which is tense ions and compression which is compressed ions which were being stored within her body started to relax by the next day when she came to the workshop I had at least five people come up to me and say what the hell and I won't mention the student's name but they said she looks like 10 years younger. And I'd, I'd seen this occur in workshop after workshop. And I've even seen that occur from working with a client that I was working with. I was in Sydney at the time and we were doing phone calls and she was in Perth. And I remember for her and I letting go and working through, she let go of some massive charges she had towards herself, increased her self-worth and self-confidence. It was a three week period of doing that. She went to work. She doesn't put makeup on, it's just not her thing. And her mum and... Somebody else that worked in her mother's office actually said to her, wow, you look younger. What are you wearing? What are you using? She said nothing, but she knew that it was because she had let go of a whole bunch of stuff in the last couple of weeks before that. And she was feeling that her body was a lot more relaxed. She used to hold tension in her shoulders and that was now relaxed. My partner Renee was very much the same thing as well. I remember when we first met, she said, what do you do? I said, I can't tell you what I do. i have got to show you. I assist my clients to acquire and achieve their goals. You need to give me a specific goal and we've got to move you in that direction and speed up the time in which you'd normally take to get there. I assist my clients to overcome emotions that they're experiencing and I guarantee those results. So to show you that, we've got to take some emotions that you have towards a person, a situation, a thing or yourself and we've got to let them go forever. And when we do that, you'll know what I do. So I said, um, instead of telling you about it, fly down from Sydney, come to Melbourne. I had an office in Turak at the time. And if you come down, I'll do this process with you. I'll show you what it is that I do with my clients for a half a day breakthrough, which is an experience where we actually break through a specific challenge. And she said, sure. So she came down and by the way, I'm gonna have her on the podcast. Her and I are gonna do one of the upcoming podcasts on relationships. I won't tell you what the topic is. I'll keep a little bit of mystery in there for now, but she's going to be part of the podcast. And I think she should be part of a lot of podcasts after that, just depending on her time. I'm very excited about that. And I think you guys will get a lot of value out of our interaction. Uh, and that'll be, you know, a great to have a female touch on the show as well. It's usually just me talking wherever it is that I am globally. <laughs> but she came down and uh, she was daring. because She had no clue what the hell we were going to do. She knew I wasn't like a psychiatrist or psychologist because I was guaranteeing results and this wasn't a talking therapy. We were actually going to produce a result in an area, but she didn't know how or what was involved. So when she came, we started off by working on the grief of her father. We dissolved that within 30 minutes and she was in tears of gratitude, gave me a hug and said, wow, I never knew I could let go of something like that in such a short period of time. So that was absolutely amazing. Then once we finished that, we ended up working and this was just by pure coincidence on two of her ex-partners. Now for me, that's something I loved working on, but the reason I love working on it was because I'd taken the time to work through my ex-partners and every time that I let go of something from the past, it allowed me to be present with Renee instead of having fears of her doing the same thing that an ex-partner did that I was scared of happening again. So it allowed me to get rid of my fears and frustrations and angers and sadnesses and hurts and just be present in this relationship instead of bringing all my past relationships with me and consistently fearing that the person that I'm with is gonna turn into them and I'm gonna get hurt the same way again. That was a massive thing for me. So when her and I worked through that, she went, oh my God, I can't believe how I feel. And she said, my shoulders feel lighter. And Renee had held her tension in her shoulders and her different, massage therapist that always told her that. Even if she went to a different person, they'd say, wow, you got a lot of tension in your shoulders. When her, when she said that to me, I thought, this is cool. I mean, I've, I've seen it in thousands of cases, so it's not like it was new, but it was just great to see with a partner because I'd never done this kind of work with a partner before, but She said to me, you know, I can't believe how light my shoulders feel, my mind feels clearer, my body feels amazing. I'm going back into these past moments that I was pissed off at my exes were doing things and I'm not feeling any of that. I'm actually grateful and appreciative and I'm humbled and I can see the divine order in that. I'm so grateful that that happened. I can't believe I just let go of that in half an hour. Uh, She said, that's amazing. I've held on to that for years. So we finished working on her dad and this was in the half a day breakthrough and two ex-partners. We also went to do what's called the traits of the greats and we owned some of the qualities that she was seeing in the greatest leaders that she had in her industry or one particular leader just so that she could enhance her resources. But... For the sake of this, I'll stick to the items that we just spoke about. So she went and got a massage a few weeks later in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne. We were just for six months, I believe it was. We were dating back and forth between Sydney and Melbourne. And while her and I were dating and she rang me, she said, I went to go get a massage. I think it was Virgin Gym or something like that. Um, And she goes, when I went to go get the massage, the masseuse said to me, um, well, she asked him actually, how are my shoulders? And he said, they're great. Why? She goes, usually I would get told I've got a lot of tension in my shoulders. He goes, nope, as far as I'm concerned, you were perfectly fine, absolutely normal. Um, and she went, wow. And she'd been feeling it since that day. But for her to actually hear that from somebody else for the first time, it was just this extra confirmation. So I've seen, and I've even got one more case, which is amazing. So I worked with a client that had, she just found herself continually fatigued. And she said, I'm consistently fatigued. It's something that's plagued me ever since uh, I can remember, but specifically after a divorce with my ex-husband. And she said, can you help with that? And I said, well, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna give you pharmaceutical medication. But I do work with clients that are experiencing different diseases, depression, anxiety, bipolar, et cetera. And we can definitely work around the emotions of the ex-husband. I said, have you noticed that when you think that you're having a great day and you're managing your emotions, your fatigue isn't usually an issue and you can forget about it sometimes and you actually find that you've got more energy to do things? She said, yes. I said, have you found that if you think something is happening with your children or something valuable to you towards a negative or um, something that you think about some extreme emotions that you're experiencing for your ex-husband, then you actually feel more drained? She goes, yeah, 100%. Like I so said, there's definitely a connection between your emotions and managing your emotions and the level of fatigue that you're experiencing. I said, as well as doing what you love or not doing what you love. I said, there's also a sense of nutrition and potential medication to help you get to where you wanna be. But ultimately the part that I can help with can definitely serve you again. She said, yes, I can see that. So I said, excellent. So why don't I assist you in controlling the parts that you can control, your perceptions and your emotions. And from there, if there are other factors that require other professionals, sure, they can help you with that, but why don't I help you with the things that you can do and maintain yourself so that you're not adding extra stress on the body that doesn't necessarily need to be there. She said, great. And we worked together. We balanced the perceptions around her ex-husband. Her energy went up. Then we had a look at what most inspired her and helped her move in that direction. Her energy went up again. And I remember her calling me a couple of weeks later and saying, I can't believe how much energy I have. And I can't believe that I didn't need a whole range of medicine to do that, but it's things that I could work on myself and I'm continuing to work on and I'm breaking through little increments and getting more and more energy and vitality. And I I wasn't surprised by that once again, uh, I follow a specific scientific formula based on my mentors like Dr. John D. Martini that have produced results in hundreds and thousands of clients. So by no means is it me, I'm following a process, no less than a chiropractor follows a specific scientific process as well. But it's amazing to see in hundreds of cases every single year when clients have the opportunity to create those results and create those changes within their lives. It's truly beautiful. That's what I wake up in the morning to do, to assist humanity in order to create profound changes, see the divine perfection in the universe, and awaken themselves to what it is that they're here to do and do that to the greatest degree, which awakens high levels of energy and vitality and decreases levels of disease and disorder. So that's been amazing to watch. Now, if there's one thing I can definitely say is that the level of management of your life in all seven areas of your life, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social, vocational, family, by the way, some of you may have six or five, you'll you'll have your different way of categorizing all areas of life, whatever that is, means the same thing. But however it is that you categorize those areas, your level of management in each one of those and the level of management of your perceptions, meaning what you see on the outside. You see, I can have 10 people in a room and in that room with myself and nine other people, a specific event can happen in the room. The event is neither positive nor negative. Our perceptions alter those events and give them a label. So I can have 10 different labels in that room because there's 10 different perceptions. Six could be bad, three could be good, one could be neutral. And each one of those is just that person's perception and their take on what specifically occurred. Now, based on what it is that they perceived, that signal is going to be sent from the central nervous system, which is the brain, which captured the original perception, all the way through and transmitted throughout the body. And that's going to be transmitted through the autonomic nervous system, the chemicals and hormones you experience, which emotions you experience, all the way down to the cell. So when you have a look at this cycle, your thoughts are actually creating what it is that you feel internally. And that doesn't mean that you would go out there and think all oh, happy and things like that because that's completely friggin' delusional. Nobody's living an all happy life or more happy than anybody else. Sometimes people have those perceptions but the truth is every moment is actually balanced. It's just our perceptions that alter that. And then we experience symptoms to let us know where our perceptions are way off. So if you just started dating somebody and you exaggerated the positives and you couldn't see the negatives, you're probably going to let them do a whole range of things that you wouldn't normally let anybody else get away with and increase the probability of them taking advantage of you because you're minimizing the downsides of them doing that. If you get a job opportunity and you exaggerate the positives, you'll probably get infatuated with it and then just aim to quickly take it and any chance that you can get but not negotiate a fair deal and later on discover all of the things that actually the drawbacks that come with the job and feel that you are, you're not fairly being paid because it involves more than what you had taken the time to initially think about when you exaggerated the positives and not seen the negatives of it. And every job has positives and negatives. You could be the CEO of a multi-million dollar company that also has negatives, you'd have people that are coming after you, friends that consistently asking you for money, family members that aren't managing their emotions or money and have unrealistic expectations for you to do that, people trying to consistently take your money and your business and unrightful um, suings and all kinds of things. Um, whenever I work with consultants that are making large amounts of money, multi-million dollars, what I find is in most cases, they deal with multi-million-dollar issues as well. And people from their own staff members trying to steal things, et cetera, that feel that they're deserving, trying to take things from them. And that's just all part of the game. It's all part of what it is that they're experiencing based on their level of wealth and the challenges that come with that. But if you're not managing your mind and your perceptions, then you're not going to have a high level of management of your emotions. And then that's when your emotions run you instead of you running you. And that's when you start to have disease and the body not being at ease and a breakdown inside of the body. That's why I found it so important to work with my clients on their minds. In fact, My level one program, I work with clients to overcome their challenges. And usually it's people coming in with griefs, anxieties, depressions, relationship breakups, all of that's fundamental things working through their biggest challenges. Level two, I'm equipping my clients with the tools and resources to actually be able to deal with these challenges and create the changes that they're after. And then at my level three of my program, that's where I'm actually teaching life mastery and apply application of those tools in all seven areas to create the life and lifestyle that my clients desire and deserve by setting realistic action plans and then making sure that they have strategies to manage the stresses or the challenges along the way in their perceptions easily and effortlessly instead of having those stresses stop them from living and maximizing their potential and having an amazing life because they're spending more time focusing on the things that they think will get in the way instead of actually realizing that the only thing or person that can get in the way is the themselves. So if you want to have wellness on the inside, it starts on the inside. It starts with managing your emotions and it starts with managing your perceptions. And you can have a look at this as your physiology and psychology, but definitely your psychology leads to your physiology. You manage your thoughts, it'll lead to a balanced feelings as well. Now, I love when people say, well, what if I just think positively, which I just mentioned before is a complete myth, but I say to them, Positive thinking has its place. If you're exaggerating the negative in a situation or event, definitely use some positive thinking. But most people will go from one side of the spectrum, all negative, to exaggerating all positive, completely ignoring the negative. But the chances are the negative could occur again. But now when it happens, you're not resilient for it. You're not ready for it because you've just been focusing on one aspect and hoping that that happens in all areas of life. Uh, When you exaggerate the positives and you get a hit of dopamine in your body, and it makes you a dope. And you get addictive substances that are equivalent to cocaine in terms of chemicals that rush through your body. The purpose of life isn't to just get complete rushes of these dopamine and um, cocaine-like emotions and chemicals running through your body. Otherwise, we just get fat and eat junk food and um, not worry about anything and just die. Um, if you do that, your body can't handle that. It actually requires a balance of in all areas. So I find that the healthiest, Greatest state of wellness. Interestingly enough, the autonomic nervous system is at its greatest state of wellness when you're in balance. Your mind is actually at its greatest state of resilience when it sees a balance in something. Sees the positives of the negatives, negatives of the positives. It's completely resilient towards both and appreciative of both. So, in the work that I teach my clients, I'm consistently teaching them this universal balance that I call love. Because anything that you love, you love both sides, and you're resilient towards both sides. If you only love and define love as all positive, and you only want to accept half of a partner, you don't love them authentically. You have an infatuation and a fantasy of all the positives that you think they are, and you're rejecting all the perceived negatives instead of finding the divine perfection in their perceived negatives and loving them as a whole. There's no such thing as a half person. And you know that if you've ever been with somebody that only wants to accept a certain part of you and rejects another part, but that's authentically who you are, you know that they don't love you authentically and wholly for who you are. They're only wanting half of you but you can't come in halves. So eventually you build up enough resentment and that's a balancing mechanism to get you to break free from their attachments of you and go out and find somebody who will authentically love you for you. So your psychology is really the key. And that's what I found in working with a lot of clients. Now, this is not taking away from the physiological aspects in terms of seeing a good nutritionist and learning about the foods that you put into your body and the impact that that has on the body and how the body actually works from a physiological standpoint. All of those, there's a range of different angles that you can take in terms of having wellness and well-being. But I'm yet to see in thousands of cases where I've worked with clients on their perceptions and by altering their perceptions, they haven't been able to alter the symptoms that they're experiencing in their body. But then usually when they add nutrition on top of that, it just takes their wellness and well-being to another level. Whereas I have seen people expect some kind of a herb or a magic potion that they got from be able to solve all of their depression problems, not realizing that it's actually their thinking that's causing the depression because the central nervous system is sending signals based on their perceptions. So I've never seen it work the other way or maintain the other way. I've had people that think that it worked and then a certain challenge happened later that reminded them of the same thing and it triggered it off again. So I I just don't work in that way because I haven't seen that in thousands of cases. I work with what works for me. Now, every human being has a unique set of values. Your values are what's most important and meaningful to you. And when you align with what's most valuable, meaningful, and important to you, that's where you have your greatest sense of energy and vitality is where you're organized, disciplined, reliable, and focused. I was working with a client yesterday and she said to me, you work 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. every single day? And I said, yeah, Monday to Friday, uh, mannering on clients, I do eight to one on Saturday, but I love doing it. She goes, how do you do that? And I said, well, I love what I do. When you do what you love and love what you do, time dissipates and dissolves and you have a high level of energy and vitality. She goes, oh, actually that's true because during this period of my life, I was doing something that I loved and I had children and they were young, but people always told me you've got a lot of energy. And I said, well, that's because when you do what you love and love what you do, you're actually maximizing the body's potential because your body is organized in that area. It retains information, it's disciplined, it's reliable and focused without even you thinking about it. So it's wise for you to find out what it is that you're here to do and then go do that to the greatest degree because you'll be maximizing your human evolution and efficiency and appreciation. Not only that, you'll take on greater challenges in an area that you love because it just becomes an area that you can grow and move to the next level of what you love doing but contrary to that if you do things that you do not enjoy things that you dislike and despise things that are lower in your values and you have no level of interest in you procrastinate hesitate frustrate once again a whole range of the opposite spectrum of symptoms and you can even get sleepy straight away when i was younger i had no interest in mathematics in school and let me get some water here there we go and i had a high level of interest in drawing and I remember any time the teachers said anything to do with maths, I'd feel sleepy straight away. Ah, that's good. Um, I talk so much on this podcast sometimes I think I forget to breathe. But when the teachers gave me anything to do with maths, I found that I would get certain symptoms. Now, that's not to say that I couldn't have linked to mathematics, so I truly appreciated it, but at the time I didn't know about those tools and what i found was anytime i did anything to do with art i could do it for hours and i was just moving up progressively i would refine my skill set and everything interestingly enough today i teach everything altogether, like mathematics science and a whole range of different subjects in terms of physiology and psychology but that was a sign and a symptom so if you're not managing your perceptions If you're not managing your perceptions of the events and situations and things that are happening outside of you and you're collecting emotional baggage, things from the past that you never let go of that could be triggered off in the future by any of your senses, because in every moment you're storing information. Let's say something happens right now, you store it in your senses Um, and I'm just going to give you five, but you've got a lot more than that. See, touch, hear, feel, taste. and say you're in a room and you saw a perpetrator that was wearing certain clothes, spoke to you in a certain tone, smelled a certain way, the the room looked a certain way, he was wearing a certain shirt. If you were highly traumatized by that, never saw the balance in it and were highly traumatized, then in the future, if something similar to that occurs and you see someone wearing similar clothes, same tonality, could be one or a multitude, because sometimes some senses are more powerful than others in recollection, then, when you do that, all of a sudden they'll trigger off the same responses, and you'll go through the same emotions. So, if you're collecting a whole bunch of baggage like that, then it's like tiptoeing on landmines because there's so many things that are happening around you that at any moment in any day, something could trigger it off. I know that one of the things that was so important to me when I started this journey was to get rid of as many of those landmines, uh, landmines as possible, because I wanted to make sure that I was in control of my life, and that things couldn't just pop up out of nowhere that I was able to work on and just disturb my day because sometimes it would take me out for a day a week or a month where I was just out of it and stuck in these emotions and that would disconnect me from my family and my loved ones and my work and just it, it set me back in a lot of areas so that was highly important to me but then I also found that if I wasn't doing what I loved I'd have symptoms in my body you could call this destruction of wellness and well-being where I just didn't even have a reason for getting out of bed and I felt lost and drained of energy But I found that in the last six years of managing my emotions highly efficiently, getting crystal clear on what I'm most inspired to do. I now get up at 4.45 in the morning. I go to bed at 10.45 at night. I love my 12-hour work schedule. I love my workout routine. Um, I'm consistently putting things in my calendar that I love and I have energy throughout the day in order to last me to do all the things that I love. So one of the next keys really to remember is that if you get clear on your values and what's most meaningful and important to you in this life, and you give yourself permission to play the biggest game in that area, you'll find that you have less sickness, less disease. You, you, you feel like a robot and a machine because you're on a highly inspired mission. And we've seen people like this. You know, we, We've seen people throughout humanity uh, that consistently at the peak of doing what they love were just animals. They trained and they just consistently pushed themselves and there was like nothing could get in their way or nothing could stop them. So know that you can access that and you can tap into that within your life as well. Now the body's feedback mechanism and your perceptions give you instantaneous feedback and when you understand, and this is something I'm teaching my clients on a daily basis, when you understand what your perceptions are teaching you, then you have an ability to actually address that. So if I, for example, get highly frustrated at my partner Renee, then I know that whatever I'm frustrated at her at, let's say it's, talking over me, which is a human action where she'll physically talk over me because I may have annoyed her, or I'm challenging things that are important to her. Then I know that I'm probably labeling that as a negative and I'm infatuated with the opposite of that, which is just her listening to me. And due to my exaggeration on both sides and making one extremely positive and the other extremely negative, I've got a symptom in my body instead of seeing the inherent balance in it. Because the truth of the matter is that Throughout my relationship with Renee, there's going to be times where she's going to talk over me and other times where she doesn't. And there's going to be times where I do the same to her. And if I'm addicted to one side of her, but not willing to appreciate both and see why it's happening, then I'm probably going to try and project my will onto her instead of love and appreciate the divine perfection in that moment and what there is to learn. So because I understand these feedbacks and when I'm teaching my clients how to do this, Instead of holding onto it for days, weeks, or months, they're able to address it that day and alter the way that they feel physiologically, let go of the emotions, and clear up any brain fog that they have. Because we've all had an argument with a partner where you've ended up so frustrated that it's stuck on your mind for the whole friggin' day. Anything that you exaggerate the positive or the negative in is guaranteed to do that. Your body's designed that way because your perceptions are so far off. If you're highly infatuated with someone, a person, a situation, or a job, or a holiday, you can't get it out of your mind. The more infatuated you are, the harder it is to let go of it. But also when you're highly resembled towards a person, situation, or a thing, a partner, an ex-boss, or something you perceive that they did was extremely negative, you also can't get that out of your mind as well. Extreme positives and negatives stick, and those things create brain noise, and they prevent you from being present, and they create disease of the body. The only balance I've ever seen is where people balance their perceptions and brought that back into a state of wellness and then their body followed because what you think you feel. So know that anything you hold on to becomes something just like a landmine that I said before that will reoccur in your future. Anything that you learn how to love and bring balance to, that won't be the case because if it's something similar to that occurs in the future, you're resourceful and grateful and appreciative and you know how to bring balance to that. And I've seen that in the most extreme cases. One of the blessings of my job for me maybe a lot of people or some of you may not see this, is working with extreme cases of rape, torture, and abuse and all of those things. And when I work with clients that have experienced these, I'm really grateful and humbled to work with these people because I think to myself, as anyone that deserves to balance their mind and body and increase the levels of gratitude and appreciation, it's usually them. And they're the ones that could use it the most. And I usually find that when they find the blessings in their perceived stressings and how they can utilize what's happened in their life as a way to serve themselves and others, they usually have the greatest mission and the greatest desire to help others that were in the same circumstances. That's been a beautiful part of my journey and something that I've seen. Now, it's your job to manage your perceptions. It's your job and your responsibility to manage your emotions. Nobody gets up in the morning to do that for you. And anytime that you're oversupported and you perceive that somebody else should be doing that for you, you become childlike. Instead of being an adult that goes out and takes on their own challenges and addresses their own things, anytime that we get addicted to somebody else's support, like a mother or father figure, whether it's a partner or a friend or a family, anytime we get addicted to that, then we end up becoming childlike and we end up getting addicted to their support and we minimize ourselves. Self-confidence and self-worth can only come from you doing things yourself. If somebody else is doing the things for you instead of you doing them, then you're actually increasing other worth you increase too much other worth, not enough self-worth, you won't believe in yourself. If you learn how to go out and actually increase your self-worth so you can be independent but appreciate the assistance of others, then that's what will help you actually get through life. In fact, that's one of the roles of a parent. One of the roles of a parent isn't to go out and just give their child everything that they think that they want or they need. Is sometimes it's to not give them what um, they, it is that they want in order to teach them how to go out and manage things themselves, how to become self-sufficient. That way, when the parent dies, then the children actually know how to manage life. So they're teaching them how to manage life and they're doing that through different levels of support and challenge. Sometimes if your child's being a bit of a little shit, then you'll challenge them in order to bring them back into balance. And other time if they're doing really well and they're managing their life and towards high levels, you give them support as a way of saying well done. But you've got to mix between those two because too much support, you turn a little child into a brat, too much challenge, and the child will want to run away from you and a nice synthesis and synchronicity of support and challenge and a balance of that creates respect. You can only have respect in that dynamics, whether it's a relationship. If you meet somebody in a nightclub or a pub or a bar and they're all over you and they act like a puppy dog and they just you can't get rid of them and they're literally on your face and they're holding on to you, you don't respect them. You look down at them and go, calm down, stalker. (laughs) Relax. But if you have somebody that's cocky or arrogant and talking down to you and thinks they're better than you, then you should look at them and go, who do you think you are? You don't respect either sides of the spectrum, but if you have somebody and you meet them in a relationship and they're handsome or beautiful and they look at you and they're kind of interested, but they don't give all of their cards and you have to work for it, but you're really attracted to them and they're showing you that they're actually caring, but they're just not giving everything out straight away, then that's what you respect because they're demanding respect. That works in all areas of life, in all fields, physical, financial, mental, spiritual, social, vocation, and family. We're consistently attracting challenges to help us learn how to have wellness and well-being in every area of our life and a balance in every area and how to master our emotions in that area. And there's no escaping that. That's just part of the balance of the universe that we live in. So you're an amazing human being. You're worthy of having an amazing and inspiring life, but nobody gets up in the morning to dedicate their life to that. People may help you along the journey, but really people do what's highest in their values. That's the only thing that anybody's ever dedicated to. And that's why at the moment, I have some friendships that are they potentially are dying off. They're not as close as what they used to be, but I can totally see that that's based on my change of values and who I am as a person in terms of what it is that I do for a career and the values of those friends because we used to party together and go out 10 or 15 years ago and had all of that kind of lifestyle together. And now that's still something that's valuable to them, but I no longer feel that. So they've replaced me with other people that continuing to do the things that are most inspiring to them and valuable. And uh, they have the highest amount of energy and vitality that they do. I don't get energy and vitality. I feel dead after thinking about heading out for a 3 a.m. or the way I used to party up until 3 p.m. the next day. I think about that, I'm like, ugh, can't do it. But I can see how the values are changing. So. If I had some unrealistic expectation that those friends are going to be there for me forever, that doesn't happen that way. Your friends, you're close to certain people based on your unique set of values being aligned. Throughout life, we can never tell when a person's values are going to change. What if somebody's was highly into partying, like I was 15 or so years ago, and socializing and women? But then, what if, like everyone in my family, died? Then all of a sudden overnight all my values change towards one family member that I've got left over and just spending time with them because I did not see any value in partying because of what happens. So that can happen naturally, or it can happen um, without you actually knowing due to some kind of perceived disaster. But the reality is, um, people's values are changing consistently for our time sometimes the things that we used to value we just we get over them so partying i i felt like i did that so much and socializing and you know connecting with women that i got to a stage where i was like okay i've, I've done this for like seven to ten years I, I want something different now i'm no longer inspired i feel like i've mastered a certain degree of that i'm ready for the next level so um, your values can change those around you can change but ultimately when they do, they create different levels of connection and relationships. So you wanna make sure you have resilience to be able to adapt to that and rely on yourself. And ultimately if something was to happen or they pass away, then you don't have to learn all of that. I, I've got clients in their 30s or 40s where a partner passed away, they had to learn how to manage life. And it was, it was a tough gig for them. But then I've got other clients that were 15 or 16 and their parents left or passed away and they learned that from a young age. So later on, as challenges occurred, they already had a high level of resilience and they managed them much more efficiently. So each one of them had their benefits and their drawbacks throughout their different stages. So resilience is your ability to adapt to a changing environment. And the greater your potential to be able to adapt to consistent change and change is the one universal thing that is constant in this universe every day, every second of your life your ability to adapt to that will determine the levels of stress that you experience throughout your physiological body on a daily and a weekly basis. I'm teaching my clients how to actually adapt to change, how to adapt their perceptions to what's happening in the external environment outside of them, how to bring balance to whatever's occurring so that it's not impacting them, but they're having, they're using whatever's happening around them to impact their lives and see the blessings in disguise so that they can actually use that as fuel for their fire. Now, I'm going to wrap this up by saying that you have this amazing ability to control your perceptions and control your thoughts. And that doesn't mean that you control them all day and all the time, because sometimes you take on bigger challenges than your current level of awareness, but you have an ability to take on any trials or tribulations or perceived stresses that are occurring that are outside of your awareness and bring them into balance and then bring that and raise that to the next level of your awareness. I teach clients how to do this on a regular basis and you've got that ability to do that. And there's no reason why you can't go out there and absolutely just have an amazing and inspiring life. Is it gonna require work? Hell yes, it's going to. I cannot give you one area of your life. If I gave you the perfect relationship tomorrow, you can't just be just go, that's it, I'm done. That's it, it's going to run itself. No, it's not. You and that person will eventually change. Your values will alter later on in life. You'll have different stresses that occur um, at every stage of the dating process from single to dating to asking the person out and going out to the engagement and planning for the wedding and the wedding and children and family and life. There's always a perceived stressing and a blessing at every single stage. It's your level of resilience that determines how you manage each one of those stages along the process. Whether it's your career or even your physical body, if you had a job to, uh, well, if you had had a desire to become a professional bodybuilder and make that your job, can't just go to the gym one time and then that's it. You've got to consistently put in certain efforts and the more research and time and energy and effort that you put in, the more you can actually acquire that result. So it's exactly the same in terms of creating wellness and well-being in your body. Starts off with the internal, moves out to the external because that's a reflection of what's happening in your internal environment. But then as you start to add proper nutrition onto that and management of your health and wellness and well-being, then you just take that to greater and greater heights. But that's something that you can definitely do. And if that's something that you'd love to connect on, because I just love seeing my clients create those results, then feel free to touch a base. Obviously, all my information and everything is at the end of this podcast, but feel free to touch a base because I'd love to see you have a highly energized, inspiring, powerful life, discover the unique hidden order in the universe and the magnificence in your life and the magnificent order that actually exists that you may not be aware of, understand your symptoms and symptomology that you experience, all of your emotions and how to bring that into balance so that you become a highly efficient master. So from podcast number 5 and looking forward to bringing you podcast number six, which should be with Renee. We've just got to organize and set ourselves up for that. I'm very thankful for your time and looking forward to presenting podcast number six in the next week.
0: Thank you and I love you guys. For more information on Emmanuel's range of products, workshops, live events, and services, simply call 1-300-792-552 or go to www.emanuelanthony.com.au. Your life truly is worth viewing, reviewing, and sharing, but you'll only give yourself permission to do so when you love every part of it. If you experience emotional baggage, mental challenges, grief, loss of vitality, relationship trials and tribulations, family breakdowns, mental illness, loss of direction, or simply desire assistance and clarity in your life. Call us today for a free 30-minute consultation and let's equilibrate this area once and for all. We appreciate your time. Stay inspired.